Welcome to the Asset Management Fridays edition of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. Your hosts, Gary Lipsky and Kyle Mitchell, have more than 45 years of combined experience in operations and management and more than 25 years of real estate investing experience. This show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems, manage their properties more efficiently, and become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome to our Asset Management Friday segment of the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Mitchell, also joined by Gary Lipsky. Also be sure to check out our Facebook group, Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate. How many times have you thought, there has to be a better way, while working through endless rent rolls and historicals? Enter Red IQ, who will process and standardize them, generate deep and accurate property insights, and bring you through the final underwriting all in just five minutes. As for underwriting, thanks to Red IQ's new Excel add-in called QuickSync, you can continue using your own model and instantaneously populate it with the data from Red IQ with just the click of a button. Request a demo today at RedIQ.com. All right, today on the show, we have Ivan Barrett. Welcome and thanks for being on the show. Hey guys, what's up? If you can start by telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself and what you currently do. Sure. So I am a vertically integrated syndicator. We own a management, asset management, property management firm, BAM, Barrett Asset Management. 90 employees now. We own and manage over 3,000 units here in the Midwest, primarily Indianapolis, Indiana. and I started off house hacking the duplex and starting a little property management company 10 years ago this summer. Wow. You accomplished a lot in the, in the 10 years. Thank you. Appreciate that. Today, let's talk about investor relations because obviously when you're building up that big, you've had a lot of investors and a lot of experience doing that. So what does your communication plan look like with your investors? How often? By what means? Yeah. So we're approaching about 200 LPs typically high net worth individuals, families, right? Our communication method is often in many ways. We have a platform that we use to sort of keep track of all the major details. I probably speak to each individual investor once a quarter or less if they, uh, if they don't want to hear from me. And as Robert Duvall said in The Godfather, you know, people insist on hearing bad news right away. So we try to get out good communication as well as bad communication as quickly as we can. A lot of email, some text here and there. But again, I, I like getting investors on a call every so often just so we can touch base at at least a high level of what's going on. That's great advice. You mentioned the platform. Is that like HubSpot or an investor portal or what, what do you use? Sure. We use IMS, Investor Management Services, to manage the assets, the reporting, the, the run-of-the-mill communications, monthly, quarterly reports, K-1 distributions, big updates on refinancings or asset acquisitions, sales, that kind of thing. Great, great. When you do that, you know, the sales or uh, refinancing, do you have people vote on that or are you just you guys just make the decision on your, on your own as the asset managers? We make the decisions. Yeah. We, our goal is to manage the, the assets, whether it's a fund or a single asset raise, 
course, our investor mandate, if you will, is to maximize value, maximize returns for those investors. But, but we are the chef in the kitchen. I like it. Good analogy. Have you ever had a disgruntled investor? And if so, how do you manage those waters? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, certainly, you know, being at this game a while, I've had investors that have gotten, you know, varying degrees of, uh, of frustrated for one thing or another. Early on, we had a couple of deals where they didn't distribute quite on schedule as we had hoped, and we had to sort of shift a little bit. Luckily, they ended up doing great. You know, what I would want to convey to anybody that's getting into this business that wants to be a great operator is that that high level of communication, delivering the bad news quickly, being transparent about what's happened, what's going on, and what you plan to do to fix it so that the investor is in the know. Most investors out there, if you're good at picking partners, you know, they've, they've got a portfolio. They don't expect everything to always go to plan. So if you're keeping them in the loop on, on how you're seeing things unfold, what your plan is, how you're pivoting, if you will, it can do a lot to, to keep that, that disgruntled level down, I should say. One thing I picked up early in this business is a really great way to approach investors is to be in the front end, I would say as transparent as possible, 100% if you can, with your thesis, your whole period, what can go wrong, what are the risks, what's the plan, as much as you can. And by doing that, the investor can then self-select if you're a fit for their portfolio, which gives you a much higher probability of good partnerships. That's good advice. Besides big returns and, and obviously excellent communication, are there any other tools that you use that are, are great for retaining investors like gifts or parties or what do you guys, what do you use? <laughs> well, you, you already named the two biggest ones, right? Good, right. good returns, strong returns and good communication. We do send out uh, holiday gift baskets. The size of the basket does depend on how many uh, investments you've done with us. Hint, hint out there for my investors if they're listening, <laughs> if you want bigger baskets. And then the last couple of years, we've been doing an investor appreciation event a couple of times a year. That got a little off uh, track with, wow, no pun intended. We we're going to do that to 500 here in Indianapolis, Indiana, but that one got off track <laughs> thanks to COVID. Uh, so we'll do something later in the year. And then our goal is to have a couple of dinners a year, big fancy dinner, get everybody together so they can meet each other, uh, at least the ones that are in town and do those maybe twice a year. We just started doing that in the last, the last couple of years as we've grown. And with the, uh, with the annual event, we invite people to fly in for a, you know, a couple of days, check out some properties, meet the team, and do something really fun that you can only experience here in Indianapolis, which is the running of a 500. So hopefully, we'll be doing that in August. I have no doubt we'll be setting a new record for uh, track temperature, changing the race from May. I like it. I like it a lot. So I'll pass it over to Kyle and uh, take it away. All right, Ivan, we ask every guest this final question. What is your asset management superpower? Ooh, communication. All right, perfect. Well, thanks for coming on the show, adding value on the subject of investor relations. In summary today, I learned quite a few things from you. Emails are good, but calls are more important. Definitely want to get in touch with them, you know, and uh, if you can't even face-to-face, 
communicate the bad news quickly, be transparent, and then giving back to your investors by showing them appreciation is important as well. If you can let the listeners know where they can find out more about you. Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty easy to find if you spell my name correctly. I believe it's right here on my screen. Phone number's there too. LinkedIn, uh, website's easy to find. The phone number there, 317-762-2625, goes right to my admin. Always happy to jump on a call and help somebody out or looking for new capital relationships as always. But I love uh, helping out young hustlers every now and then, young entrepreneurs, people just getting started in the business and paying it forward as others did for me. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been fun, short, and sweet. That's right. All right. And everyone listening in, if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes and Stitcher. Give us a like, subscribe, and review so we can continue to grow the podcast. And we'll talk to everyone next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to iTunes and leave a rating and written review to help us grow and reach more listeners. You can also go to the Passive Income Through Multifamily Real Estate Group on Facebook so you can reach Kyle and Gary and ask your questions that you want them to answer on the show. Subscribe too so that you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, to stay updated, go to aptcapitalgroup.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with Gary and Kyle, sign up on the contact page so you can talk to them directly. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode.